Hello and welcome to Between the Lines. I'm Esther Hatch. I'm here with Tracy Hunter Abramson, Sean and Bessie, and Sarah M. Eden. I love meeting with you guys all the time. And today we're talking about something that um, I just love talking about, which is books our children love. As a mom, I have always just really wanted my kids to love reading. And two of them do. <laughs> two out of the four do. The other two, not as much, but consistently there's been some books that just all of my kids have loved or some have loved and some not. And I think as we're hitting kind of the summer, midsummer here, uh, a lot of us are probably looking for things for our kids to read and get them excited about reading again. So um, first of all, I want to ask you guys... Um, where your children fall in the avid reading scale? Am I the only one who didn't quite get all readers? Or <laughs> how did your How did your family turn out? I promise you're not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> I have five children and they fall all the way along the scale. And in fact, I would even go as far as to say that each individual child has been in a different place on that scale at different ages. Um, I have um, I have one son who really, really didn't enjoy reading when he was very little. And then he started binging a few children's book series and that just got him hooked. And now as an adult, he is an audiobook fan and he listens to so many books. Um, and then I do have a couple of children who still, even though they're adults, they still are not big readers. Admittedly, one of them is in college, and so she really can only read textbooks right now, and those aren't the kind of things that you like to binge read anyway. <laughs> um, and then I have a couple of other who are really big readers. So pretty much everything along the spectrum. Yeah. Yeah, my family's similar. I, I have two kids and I'd say they fall in very different places on the spectrum. My son was an avid reader. When he was in kindergarten at the end of the year, the kids would, you know, they got awards for how many books they'd read. And um, they were, you know, this kid read this many and, and one of the kids had read like 30 and it was, you know, impressive. And then my son got an award for 150 because that's just him, right? It's, it's just who he is. I would have been the kid who got the award for five books because I was not a big reader. And that's really where my daughter fell. She and I share a learning difficulty, as it were. So like me, it took her a long time to be able to read. So she wasn't a big reader early on. She uh, listened to a lot of audiobooks or had books read to her. We read to her a lot so that she would enjoy stories and enjoy reading, even though she couldn't read herself. But over time in school, getting the extra help she needed once she was able to read, then she enjoyed reading. But she was never as voracious as her brother, which I think you could say about me too when I was that age. Yeah, It's interesting how how early someone read, learns to read. I don't think correlates necessarily how much they love it. Yeah. My my one, one that I would classify as not really big into reading, he was reading by far the earliest of my children. Yeah. And it just, but like he could do it. He just <laughs> didn't love it. Like my two that did. And my youngest, actually, it was really funny because he just very recently caught the reading bug. He's nine. And um, my husband and I stayed up late the other night. The kids had been in bed for a while um, and we stumble upstairs at 1230 and see his light on. And I was like a hundred percent sure 
he was asleep and had just fallen asleep with the light on, but no, he was reading like my little nine-year-old at 1230. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, we've got one hooked, (laughs) but also go to sleep. (laughs) My my kids all fell into the, don't let them take a flashlight to bed category. Like you could not let them do it. But I had a couple that had like the learning disabilities for reading. And, and so, you know, some of them didn't like it so much at the beginning, but they, we, you know, I, I think, it, you know, it's just, they, they have different stages, you know, the ones in college, not so much right now. And, but yeah. audiobooks are a big one for the ones that commute. So, yeah. Yeah. I think we're all over the page on those. Yeah. So for those of you guys that have reading loving kids, is there a book or series that really started them down that path? And if the ones who don't love reading, are there ones that you're like, well, they don't really love reading, but they will read this. So like, what are those books that really just capture children's imaginations for your family? Well, my son was absolutely obsessed with the Adventurers Wanted series by ML Foreman. He read those, I want to say late elementary school through like junior high age loved them, obsessed with them. He could tell me every minute detail of it. Like he's just absolutely obsessed with them. So that's one that I remember well. He's now an adult, grown up, moved out of the house. He took those books with him. So <laughs> they still apparently have, you know, a place in his his heart. And my daughter, who struggled a little more to read, she read a ton of anime. Um, it was kind of perfect for her because she's very artistic. And so she's very visual. So the illustrated part of it really appealed to her. Um, and it gives context clues for readers who yeah. struggle to read. Mm-hmm. So it was a great sort of gateway to reading for mm-hmm. her. It was a, yeah. the threshold was one that she felt she could handle. And it just it opened up a whole world because she got a lot of practice reading. It gave her more confidence as a reader. So, yeah, she went through our library's entire collection of anime. Um, and it really was what helped her become a much stronger reader. So I think that's a great way to open the door to reluctant yeah. readers. Um, mm. Yeah, I recommend anime all the time. It's awesome. Mm. That's great. Um, I think I think there were a few series that once my children started, then they wanted to read the next ones. And when they were really young, one of my sons loved all the Magic Treehouse books. Um, and then he moved on to... Harry Potter, Artemis Fowl. My girls loved Jeanette Rollison's books that she has for teen girls. I would hear them upstairs giggling, giggling through those. But my one son had a, he had a paper route and he would do it on his little razor scooter. So he'd have his big bag on, you know, with the papers and then he'd go off on the scooter and he would listen to Harry Potter. This, this is going to date me and him. They're on tapes. He had like a little Walkman, you know, and he would listen to them on tapes. Anyway, he did that paper route for several years and he listened to Harry Potter every time. So we have this game, even now, he's an adult now. And even now we can read him a couple of lines from any Harry Potter book and he will tell us exactly where it is in the books, which book, what's happening. He loved those books and and I have to hand it to J.K. Rowling. I think that there are a lot of kids in the world who fell in love with reading through those books. 
Yeah. So when he says where it is, is he like disc two? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, he can usually say, well, it's in this book and this scene, and this is yeah. what happened right before it and right That's after awesome. it. That's awesome. So yeah. That's awesome. I have all boys. Sorry, I brought some books over. And um, I'm just going to put this here because without fail, oh, my gosh. <laughs> when they were little, Dogman, like they all have loved it. My oldest was probably a little, I don't know if it came out when he was reading. But my other three, like for a while, and this is my nine-year-old that like is now, he's branched out. But that's all he wanted to read. My one other reader that doesn't read a ton um, he will re he would just reread Dogman. It's probably kind of the anime thing that Sarah was talking about is, you know, there's got all the pictures. And one thing I liked mm -hmm. about that. So before Dogman was kind of Captain Underpants did a similar thing. Mm -hmm. But as like a reader who takes it seriously, I struggled a little bit that Captain Underpants had misspellings all throughout the book. And I love that Dogman didn't. And my kids actually have been more captured by Dogman. So, I mean, that's kind of like early reader stuff. But my, I don't know what it is about Dogman, but my kids have just like died over it. They've loved it so much. So that's my like gateway book in our family. <laughs> I, I think the ones from my family was um, the Brandon Sanderson Alcatraz series. They, one of my kids discovered that at like 16 years old and the whole family just, you know, went through it. Um, and, and then the other thing that was funny was for a while there, they got into my books and there's nothing more um, interesting as a parent to go find your kid in their room with the flashlight, reading a book. And you're like, you need to get to bed. And then you realize it's your book keeping them up. <laughs> and it's like, who's going to win mom or author? I'm like, mom's got to win. I'm like, I don't care whose book it is, put it away. <laughs> God, go to sleep. So that was fun. And then, and then I, um, my youngest also, John um, Flanagan's Ranger's Apprentice series. That was a big one that was, they just loved the adventure of that. So my son yeah. loved that one too. That was an okay, awesome I'm one. taking notes because I've got the kids <laughs> that are getting into that range now. Oh, but, yeah. I mean, yeah. some are, yeah. I mean, one's And Ranger's Apprentice so. is, what is it? It's like 25 books or something. So yeah, oh, once you get them into it, it's they'll have a lot to eight read. Eight or ten, yeah. So yeah. it's it's a lot. It felt like twenty five. They're, they're, they're thick. So yeah, oh, awesome. Um, so most of my books that my kids have loved, like Dogman, Captain Underpants. I mean, like uh -huh. I have all boys, so um, they tend to like those types. But they've been kind of the popular ones at school. Like I think sometimes they're peers get them into mm -hmm. reading which is awesome I love that but also I think it's fun to see some of the more unique books that kids have liked that you've found over the years that you're like oh that's not actually super well known um so what are some of your, the lesser known books out there that your children have enjoyed and you've enjoyed watching your children read mm, I don't know how lesser known these are but um I pulled some of our favorites off the shelf too. And these are more of the younger kids books. This one, A Bad Case of Stripes oh, um, by David Shannon. That was one that my kids loved. And then all of the Helen Lester books. I still laugh at a porcupine named Fluffy. Um, <laughs> so fun. And then because of my background, some of my children's books, I actually either brought with me from the UK or um, bought when I would go back to visit family. And so this one, 
this is um, Blackberry Farm. And I love, this is actually a compilation of a lot. Usually the stories are just really small um, paperback books. But one of the things that my kids loved and I loved as a, as a child is the illustrations. They have really sweet little animals in clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, because the, all the animals have personalities. They're like people. And so, yeah, so some of the more unusual ones, I think, in my family were the British ones. Enid Blyton was another big one, and Arthur Ransom. So. Yeah, I'm, the same. Awesome. I'm not sure how popular um, our favorites were, but the ones that my, for the, the earlier readers that my kids loved was um, Chester the Cat and Chester's Masterpiece. I think there's another one. But that one used to just have my kids giggling all the time because um, one of the, the characters actually trying to help write the book and get rid of the author. Um, <laughs> so it was, it was just a fun adventure. But, and, I, and my kids also liked the choose your own adventure books as well. Anything mm -hmm. that they could do mm -hmm. that, they loved. Yeah, so. You're just, you guys are just making me think of like classic. I mean, some of them are popular. Some of them I feel like were popular, but now I'm like, do people know about these books still? Right, but like, right. have you guys read um, The Monster at the end of the book? It's a Sesame Street yes, book. Yes, it Sesame is with Grover. Like, yeah. Yes, with Grover. It is like literally a masterpiece. <laughs> yes. I taught English for a while and it was the best because all the kids are like yelling at the book. They're so excited and we're trying to get them <laughs> to speak. So I loved that one that... Tracy, yours reminded me, like with the author thing, trying right. to get them yeah. to stop. I brought my kids. This, this is, I think, well known now, but I've never heard of it. Creepy Carrots. My kids love this book. It's funny. I heard of um, that one. Yeah. And then, have one. you read the book with no pictures by B.J. Novak? Yes, Novak. That one, I think, is popular right now. But um, that one again, like, it's just so clever, so fun. So, that. and then my kids, like, these are. I mean, Roald Dahl, I think, is pretty popular, but that's yes. another one that one of my that sons my, loved Roald Dahl. Yes, like my oldest that actually didn't read as much. That's one of the ones that mm -hmm. he he got mm -hmm. into Roald Dahl for sure. Mm -hmm. so. Well, one of our favorites, and this one is fairly well known, but of Dr. Seuss's titles, Ooh. it's one of the less popular ones. But we love this one, the Butter Battle Book. That's yeah. a favorite at our house. Um, this is a book that. Most people have never heard of. I've had it since I was a little girl. Well, little. I was probably late elementary school. It's called Striped Ice Cream. I love this book and I've read it to my kids. And it's one most people have never heard of, but it's a really yeah. nice book. And this one, Some Dinosaurs Eat Pizza, is hilarious. Um, it's written by that one guy. Like that's literally the author name. And there's a whole <laughs> series of books. But this one in particular cracks cracks me up about dinosaurs who eat pizza and yeah it's just funny it's a, a picture book but i i still enjoy it that's so, so yeah, cute there's some favorites okay. of ours i love hearing about all these i'm gonna have to look up some more of them that's awesome um so one last question it's not really about book recommendations but i'm just curious like in your home what kind of reading traditions you've had that have helped foster a, a home of readers or at least try <laughs> our best <laughs> So I think ours, we were pretty traditional um, with our kids that every night um, they either could, we would tell them a story, sing songs, or read them a book. And usually it was a couple of those things. So every night that's what they had. And, and I think that, um, you know, 
basically they got that until they got to where they're like, uh, I want to read on my own mom and dad go away. So then it would be like, dad, sing me a song. And then I'm going to read my book, you know? Um, but then the other thing we learned was because I do have a couple that are dyslexic, especially my youngest is, is the, has the most struggle with that is that we learned that um, by pointing at the words as we read them was actually one of the ways that kids with dyslexia learn how to uh, comp compensate for not, you know, just for some of the struggles they have in, in the, that early learning process. So, so it was, it was kind of interesting that just what we didn't even know was helpful, we were doing. And then people were like, oh yeah, this is what you should do. I'm like, oh, we do that. We're like, well, that would be why your son is reading in third grade instead of fifth grade, which is common for, you know, right. fifth, yeah. or kids who struggle. So, so anyway, so that was kind of our thing was we just read at bedtime. Yeah. It's nice when you're accidentally a good parent, huh? I know, it's been <laughs> awesome. It's the only I way it into parent. <laughs> One thing we did with our kids growing up is something my mom did with my siblings and I when we were growing up. Um, during the summer, I'm sure this was just her doing her best to keep us as busy as possible. Um, she would take pieces of paper and staple them together like a book and have us write a book. Um, and when we were really little, we mostly did the illustrations and she would write the words in. And as we got older, we did that ourselves. And then we would read the book to her. And so it was kind of a role reversal, but it also made, I don't know, it, it increases that love of story. So even when you're someone like I was who struggled so much to read, when you love stories, there's that motivation to keep trying. Um, but we would essentially write books for our mom to read. And so it was a little bit of a role reversal, but it, yeah, it builds confidence. It builds an interest in writing and well, writing, yeah, but in reading and it keeps your kids busy for a while, which is really <laughs> nice as a mom. Go and write a they, book. And then they grow up and write books for a living. I know. Who knew? There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I, especially since we're in summertime now, it just reminds me, I took my children to the library from the time that they were babies. I, going to the library was just part of everyday life for us um, and checking out books and trying new authors. And they always participated in the summer reading program. And And for the ones that I had who struggled to read, you know, when you're at that age when you're not old enough to get a job outside the house, but you're old enough to really want some of your own money, I would pay them a penny a page. And for children of that age, that can add up to a lot of money if you really buckle down and start reading. <laughs> um, and so some of them made bank on that. Um, and I, I have a granddaughter who is an avid reader, but she is very set in one genre. She loves fantasy fiction. And so one thing that my daughter has done for her summer reading program is she said, um, I want you to read something from six different genres this summer, just to expose her to something new, you know, biographies and um, just just different things from fantasy fiction. And, you know, fantasy fiction will probably always be her first love, but I think it's great that they're exploring other things too. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, I love all the great ideas I've gotten. And I've added books to my children's TBR piles <laughs> and to be read piles. Maybe I shouldn't use acronyms just in case. <laughs> but um, we would love to hear from you guys, like what your children's favorite books have been, what 
things you've done, tricks you've done to keep your kids reading. And, um, and let, I would love for this comment section to just be like a wealth of knowledge for us moms as we're um, trying to find wonderful things for our kids to read. So um, thanks again for joining us at Between the Lines and make sure and click the subscribe button and we will see you next time.